welcome to another episode of On the Floors with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Has you got a long sleeve shirt on? Uh, yeah, I was out mowing the lawn. I'm leaving tonight, so I wanted to get the lawn done, and uh, so I wear a long sleeve shirt and long pants when I mow. Okay. Uh, you leaving on a jet plane? No. What's the next no. lyrics? What's the next lyrics in the song? Leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. There you go. Oh, baby, I hate to go. So many times I let you down. Who sang that song? Just trying to think. I want to say it's not the Carpenters. I don't think it's the Carpenters. I don't think so either. But it's a Carpenter like yeah. type band. Who's saying leaving on a jet plane? John Denver and Peter, Paul, and Mary sing the song Leaving on a Jet Plane. It's Peter, Paul, and Mary. Peter, Paul, and Mary. That's it. Yeah. Carpenter yeah. Light. Yep, you're right. Um, so, um, what you, you go on vacation or what? No, I get uh, training this week down in Jersey. Okay. okay. Um, Where are you so at this week? I'm in California. Sounds yeah. a little different there, buddy. It, it is a little different here. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird because all the grass is burnt. All the yards, are, the grass is dead everywhere. I guess the drought and uh, has really affected things. Or And I know that summertime, you know, if people don't realize it's different than uh, in back east. In the summer in California, everything is dead. All the grass is dead and everything for the most part. That's why they call it the golden state, right? Everything is gold because it's all dead. I guess. But in the um, in the east, it's the opposite. In the east, the, the summer, everything is green. In the winter, everything is dead. So, yep. Um, but speaking of summertime, and, and that's why I asked you why you have a long sleeve shirt on, because um, uh, we're getting the, if you look at the uh, weather advisories across the country, uh, we're going to break some records this week. And uh, just double, triple digit heat everywhere. And Texas is going to be in the in the hundreds of degree weather and uh, 95 across a lot of the country. And down south, it's going to be record breaking temperature. So that affects our industry, uh, our people, and the way that we go about doing business. And we always talk about, you know, how it affects the floors. But let's not, you know, forget about the human factor, too. When you're working out there in this desperately hot weather, a lot of a lot of times we're working, you know, in, in, in air condition and people are living in the homes, it's not so bad. But a lot of times it's on job sites where you're exposed to the elements a little bit more. So yeah, so uh, you really want to be careful this time of year, especially as uh, some of them older guys that I've been reading about, uh, you know, in this industry that have been around for a while, man, you got to be careful and uh, stay hydrated. Well, you say older guys, huh? What what age are you talking about, older guys? Now I got to go to seventies. Guys in their seventies. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, guys in their seventies. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful about this now. You got to start to look out. When I was a kid, I used to I used to say this quite often. I don't trust anybody in their forties. 
I really, truly, that was, you know, like in my mindset, because I figured, you know, I was 18, 19 years old. These guys have been around twice as long as I have. They know more than I do. They're more confident than I am. Uh, you know, don't trust them. Uh, but now I got to go to the. Uh, now, now you still don't trust guys in their 40s. Uh, now I have to go to the 70s. You, you know, the 40, the guys in their 40s are gunning for you. What's that yeah. got to be like? Oh, I don't worry about, you know, I don't worry about those things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was up in Toronto last week, did a training up there, back to Canada. I was at, that's our second one since the whole COVID shutdown, COVID lockdown. And uh want to give a shout out to a new guy, new guy working up there, Darren Webb. Have you met Darren yet? Uh, only uh, virtually. Yeah. His name is spelled wrong. I told him. You got to fix that, you know. It's a Canadian thing. He spells it D-A-R-O-N. Yeah. And I was like, wrong. man, that, that name is spelled so wrong, you know. You're missing an R, it should be an E. But he, he told me it's Scottish. I guess he's got some Scottish oh. and Irish blood in him. Yeah. Well, that's like when I used to have a friend, his name was Renee, when I was a kid. And he said, you can call me Ray. And I said, nah. <laughs> It's going to be Renee. You blame your mom and dad for that. Um, yeah. But you can I, call he, me Ray. Did he go through the whole thing? You remember that guy? I, I, do, I do. Raymond J. Johnson. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. I had to live through that in high school where, you know, you doesn't have to call me Johnson. Now we're, we're really showing our age when we go back to this. But you don't have to call me Ray. You don't call me. Oh, my God. That. Uh, that was a rough one. Mm -hmm. That was a real yeah. rough one. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, weather. Right, Let's get back to the weather. Yeah. You know me. I am a weather buff. I love weather. I like looking at it. I like studying about it. I like looking what's going to happen the next day on jobs. Um, I'll tell you a story, Wayne. You got time for a story? I certainly do. All right. Um, a few years back, training loaned me to sport, or actually loaned me to Jansan. There were some gyms that uh, had an issue in Southern Illinois, so I went down there and worked for a week in this one school system, and, uh, you know, it was just lots of recoats, and uh, we actually had uh, a new Jansan guy, John McGrant. That was his first day. I fired him like three times on his first day. You know, yeah. his first day was working with me in gyms. Can you imagine how fun uh, that was for him? Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's from Boston. So Johnny, can, he's a good guy. He could take it. Anyways, uh, things are going great. One day after another, just knocking gyms out, taking care of the issues. Everybody's happy. And then uh, Thursday night or Thursday, like afternoon, we start hearing um, heat index warning coming, heat index warning, you know, and I guess a heat index warning, I'm not, you know, I know I'm a weather buff, but I think a heat index warning is when temperature and humidity are both going to be extremely high. Mm -hmm. Okay. And man, when we started Friday morning, it was, it was brutal. I mean, the gyms we were working in, they were old schools, so there wasn't any air conditioning because it was like Southern Illinois, you know, so it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
and uh, I never, I, I can't remember the last time I worked in a room that was that uncomfortable. Wow. Both temperature and humidity were in the 90s. So when you're talking about, you know, old guys and everything, man, I mean, it was tough on us, but something else that was happening was it was also tough on the finish. And it was an oil base. We were doing oil base, you know, we were doing prep and recoats, oil base job. And I know that there's some guys out there that have seen this before. And I had seen it before and I didn't really know what it was until I really started to look into it. And um, you ever pull oil base sometimes and it just starts just like skidding all over the place. It's yeah. not holding on to the T-bar. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just yep. blasting out both sides, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, what I learned all that was because of the high humidity and the high temperature, we were getting dew points. That's when dew points really started to kick in. And, and actually, you know, you know, dew on the side of a Coke glass, right? It's hot outside. You got cold inside and all this. Well, the floors were a little bit cooler than what was going on in the building, you know. And we we're actually getting dew buildup on the floor. At the time, we didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't timing your story. My uh, my uh, I don't, my reminder went off, but but please do continue. <laughs> I know you don't like it when I talk. I no, I do. I, I I'm it, trying to it, keep it short. I I must have hit snooze instead of turning my alarm <laughs> off. Sorry about that. Do do continue. So, all of a sudden, the finish is just going haywire. You know, we didn't know what it was. So I remember uh, an old boss of ours was, uh, he, he had talked to me about surface tension. You got to break surface tension for finish. To, so I said, well, maybe it's a surface tension thing. So I had this old timer in front of us with a red pad buffer and a towel. And I just had him buffing that floor, you know, and I thought we we're breaking the surface tension, right? Mm -hmm. With a red pad, dark, you know, the janitorial type red pad. And then wiping it down with a towel. But I wanted yeah. them to stay as close to us as possible, right? As yep. we're pulling the T-bar. So we are just pushing this old dude like on two gems. When we got done with the second gem, when he made his last pass, he dropped everything in the hallway, got in his car and drove away. Didn't say a word to us, didn't say goodbye, right? Yeah. He was because... <laughs> I just kept saying things like, come on, man, you got to keep up. Hey, let's, I can't go any slower. Let's go. Let's go. Because it was working. All I wanted to do was make sure we got the finish on the floor yeah. and I was going to be able to get on a plane that night and go home. Yep. Well, I wasn't breaking the surface tension. When I really started to look into this, I got in touch with um, the American Painting Association. I talked to a tech guy there. And the whole thing with what we do is dew points. And what dew was, what was happening, right, is because of the heat index warning and everything, there was dew on the floor. So what I thought was breaking surface tent, because I thought I was brilliant. I thought, yeah, this is, I'm the man, okay? Mm -hmm. You know what I was really doing? 
I was just heating it up and drying it off. Yeah. Enough you, for the finish to you, stick. You were thinking that it was going to get you in the Harbor Floor Hall of Fame is what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah. This is a Johnson, this is a Johnson first here. Exactly. I mean, and I have just, nobody has ever figured this out. I did. And I'm thinking, I'm, as a matter of fact, that's probably why I was so pissy with this guy was because I'm like, dude, do you see what I've done? Okay. Yeah. Everybody I'm, else would have thrown in the towel. Yeah. Now I cracked the code. I, I cracked the code. So you yeah. have to do everything I'm saying. And I can yeah. be a jerk to you too, you know, just because I'm and not much better to, than you. If you had to kill the old guy in the process, but it gets you in the hall of fame, then you were on the right track. Hey, there's, there's sacrifices, right? Right. He was one of them. Uh, did you ever call him and apologize that you were wrong? Never. No, that it made no difference. No, to what, to what no I was still right. I mean, I got it. You know, I was right. I just wasn't. Yeah. I was right, but I wasn't. I didn't know why I was really right. It's like the, when a math teacher, you know, you show her the answer and she, but she wants to know how you got to the answer. And that <laughs> becomes a problem. You know, aren't I'm you happy gonna... with the answer? Yeah. Right. Isn't that enough? Yeah. I'm going to show you your work, the work. Yeah, I just took a stab at it. You, you, um, this is a little bit uh, random, but uh, when you mentioned that the schools had no air condition in them, um, Crossroads, Mississippi is a small town in Mississippi, very rural and very poor. And the legend has it that Robert Johnson, I mean, you know, I'm big into blues, the blues music, mm -hmm. and Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil there at the Crossroads, played, yeah, the Crossroads, and just played that's why he was just unbelievable guitar player well there's a there's a blues club in mississippi called uh i can't remember the name maybe it's crossroads i don't know but the owners of it one of the half owners is morgan friedman the actor and um he's from that little town and that town could not afford air conditioning for the schools so can you imagine being in school in mississippi in the summertime with no air conditioning no so he bought all the schools there air conditions for for every school for the kids. So if you didn't like him enough, which I do, I'm a big fan. There's one more reason to like the guy. Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Absolutely, classic. Yeah. What's your what's your um, favorite? What's your what's your go-to Morgan Freeman movie? Um, I don't know. I have to see a list of the, the movies he's in. It seems like he's been in so many. Um, I, I yeah. every time I I hear his voice, I think of Shawshank Redemption. Well, that, that was incredible. Yeah, I mean, he, he should be the narrator for everything because I mean, yes, it's just something soothing <laughs> about his voice. Exactly. Um, but getting back to your uh, your story there. Wait a uh, minute. What, Before we what, go back there, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. You talked about the crossroads in Mississippi. What's the name of that town? Uh, the, the name of that blues club just hit me. It's Ground Zero Blues Club. Um, the name of the town, I think it is Crossroads. Uh, no, it's Robertsville or something. It's going to bug me now. Um, uh -huh. The reason uh, I ask, you're a movie guy. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Crossroads? 
with Ralph Macchio? I don't recall it. Oh, everybody knows that I got a man crush on Ralph Macchio. He's been totally dissed by Hollywood. Him and Robbie Benson. I'm, I'm thinking well, I might write a, a cop movie, a buddy cop movie for those two guys. They come out of retirement because they're our age now, right? Robbie Benson's yeah. probably 70 something, right? Well, Robbie Benson was my all-time hero when I was a kid in high school, man. No kidding. The wrestling, no, the basketball movie. The, the basketball was, movie, yes. Move, move or something, I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, it was great. But then oh, you, you never what was the name of that movie? Uh, I can see, I can picture him in that movie. And then he kind of went away. Him that. and Ralph Macchio. Same thing. Exactly. And, until they, he came back with a stupid karate movie. Oh, those first ones were good. Uh, yeah, but he just came out with, he's in a series now. I love it. Cobra Kai. I, I, I've watched yeah. the whole series. Yeah, okay. It's okay. It's awesome. It's actually, yeah. it's actually pretty funny. I really like the way they've done it. They, they did a really yeah. good twist on it. They've done a pretty good job with it, yeah. But that movie with Macchio and Crossroads, that movie was awesome. Wow. And remember. it wasn't Morgan Freeman. It was a Morgan Freeman type guy. It was like, a cheaper version of Morgan Freeman. And when you see the yeah. guy, you'll know who I'm talking about. Was Morgan Freeman in Django? Uh, I don't. Okay. We, we don't better get back so. to, we, we better get back to the podcast. I'll have to Google that now too. You got like five things you got to Google. So go back to the weather. You were talking about the weather. For floor contractors, um, one one consideration is how hot, if it's 90 degrees out outside, you can imagine how hot it is in the van, right? And so that finish sitting in that van could be, that could be 120 degrees in there. And obviously you take that finish and you put it on a, a cold floor, you're going to have problems. Uh, so there's, there's one huge consideration. Um, also, we talk about solar gain where, you know, the, the windows, you, and I don't think you've ever experienced this, Rob, with the T-bar going across the floor, and then you come across a hot spot on the floor, and it's like hitting the brakes on a T-bar. Instant, instantly dries. I've seen yeah. it. I've even yeah. seen, like, steam. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, yeah. Um, there's other concerns you can have. I mean, you know, also dealing with uh, uh, water-based finish in the summertime as well. It might shorten your dry time. So um, looking at coating it early in the morning, and we used to do that a lot. Coat first thing early in the morning or, or in the evening. It seemed like the evening never, never, never really worked though. It was still miserable conditions in the evening. You know, it would be coat sometimes at nighttime uh, to get around that. But uh, Let, let's go back a little bit to the, uh, to the hot spots on the floor. You know what else works for that is um, three mil clear poly. Yeah. And yeah. it's got to be three mil. You know what I mean? It's got to be heavy. And yep. what that will do is it still lets that natural light in, but it kind of blocks out the heat. Yep. Um, I've also, uh, I've also tacked the floor with, uh, with a damp uh, cloth, uh, uh, towel uh, shortly before coating it. Just take a little bit of heat off the floor. Give me a little bit more open time. Um, also, look at the uh, retarders for the finish that you can add those to the finish to make your life easier too. You know, when we were talking about this, I wanted to touch on that, but you always steal my thunder. Hmm. When we were talking about doing this show, I'm like, because up here, we never need retarder in the summer, ever. It's always humid, you know? Yeah. So the humidity gives you that, a natural retarder to the finish. 
But then I was thinking about, damn, what about, you know, Denver and Texas, New Mexico, Arizona? I mean, they're always dealing with dry. And now you're dealing with, wow. I'll tell you nothing. Nothing works like the retarder. Have you ever used it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the first time Bum used it, it scared the crap out of me. He was on a job. He was talking to me about it. And I'm like, oh, man, that would be perfect opportunity to use retarder, you know? And uh, so we go out to the job, put the retarder in. The funny thing about the retarder, it's like you've added a half a gallon of water yeah. to the finish. It's only a small bottle, but the way it changes that viscosity was crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So Bum was like, this is never going to – I go, of course it's going to work. I said, it – will definitely work. I said, I've used it before. Trust me on this one. And uh, he couldn't wait to get back to the job the next day to tell me how wrong I was and how it was all messed up. And I said, no, I mean, that's what it does. It gives you more flow and level time. You know, he's still a chicken though. He'll, he, he only uses a half a bottle instead. of. (laughs) So I don't know if he was cheap or he was chicken, but the, you well, know, the first time I used retarder, we were doing a restaurant in um, in a casino in Connecticut, and and it was a long run, you know, long run with the tea bar. I got down to one end, came back, and about halfway back, all of a sudden, you f- I felt it vibrate, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, perfect, yeah, just just what I need, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So I said, so we stopped right away and uh, I grabbed the manager and I'm like, hey man, uh, I'm having trouble pulling the finish. You got to turn off the air handling system here. And he looked at me, he started laughing. He goes, Rob, this is a casino. We're not turning off anything. You do whatever you got to do to make it work. Retarder saved the day on that one, man. It's crazy. Is, what town was that in? Um, down in Connecticut. The okay. uh, casinos in Connecticut, they're kind of right on the shore too, but okay. we couldn't so control that, the airflow. That's interesting because I had the exact same thing happen with an airflow with a, a casino in the, in Nevada. Um, it was like Uncasville. a Uncasville, Connecticut. Okay. Um, wasn't it really important that you rem- remembered that? No, I just um, felt like interrupting you again. Cool. Um, no, in Nevada, uh, the same thing. We, it was like a Nassau wind tunnel. And you couldn't control it. I mean, that'd be laughable to even, you know, they, they said we had nothing we could do about it. So we had to change everything about it. And you could get back on it really in like 20 minutes or less. It was done. It was done. You know, you could go right over top of it. But, um, you know, it's interesting because we've said before in the past that, uh, you know, that gallon of finish, that gallon of stain is the same gallon of stain in January as it is in August. It's the same gallon of stain in, in, in Alaska as it is in Florida. It's the environment that makes things, that changes things. So where you said, you know, in the summertime, you, you have so much humidity that it doesn't really affect your, uh, your open time down there uh, in Arizona. As soon as that drop hits the floor, it's set up. Mm. That's what the first time I've ever seen guys coating with water-based finish with rags tied around the bucket to catch any drip that's going to come off that. And you certainly, when, you, when you're carrying that finish, you carry it right in the pour line. You would never walk away from it let finish drip and hit the floor. You ever seen an apprentice do that or a helper do that? They'll drive you out of your mind. He's walking around with a can and the finish is dripping all over the place. Well, in Arizona in the summertime, 
that won't that's going to set up right away so i didn't have an apprentice who did that pauline did that hmm. pauline felt guilty that i was doing our our own floors so she's like you know what can i do to help please let me help you know she had scraped some corners and yeah. So I started coating. She's like, let me help coat. And I'm like, yeah, actually, sure. You know, you can, you can cut for me and, you know, showing her how to cut and everything. And then as she was going back and forth, she kept dripping on the bare wood. And I kept telling her, I yeah. said, you gotta you see where that, that line of finish is. That's where you want to drip everything into, you know? So yeah. after, I don't know, maybe three or four times I told her that, it was pretty good heated exchange and I ended up finishing the job by myself and uh, my our marriage lasted but yeah we're not we're not good coding partners my uh my father-in-law did the same thing I was a young kid and uh, he was he was helping he had a six inch brush too by the way and it was I was you know coding in a in a kitchen between offsets and stuff like that by the time I turned around he had walked all across that whole floor, all over that floor, dripping that brush the entire way. <laughs> so, yeah. So what other summertime challenges, Rob? I, mm. I really, while you're thinking about that, I really, really, the human element to this is important. It really is important to, to as hot as it's getting, these record number uh, of, 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 you know, the record highs that we're getting, you really do want to make sure you do stay hydrated. We joke about that a lot, but you know, guys sometimes aren't good at taking care of themselves. They're more worried about the job, and uh, we sometimes, men uh, especially, will, will take more care of our vans and our jobs than we do of ourselves. And uh, so, staying hydrated is important uh, this time of year. I think there's a difference too between staying hydrated because of it being hot out and staying hydrated because you're working and it's hot out you know like yeah. i was out mowing the lawn it was hot i was wearing long sleeves i was sweating a little bit but i'm just sitting there moving a steering wheel now let's take that guy same same situation hot humid and he's running an edger you're gonna yeah. start to really burn some electrolytes i think so um even more than hydrating you gotta you got to do the Gatorade deal or, you know, get some energy, some fruit, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's more than just, than just water. Uh, if you've ever uh, experienced heat exhaustion or seen anybody experience heat exhaustion, that is some scary, dangerous stuff. So you really, really need to take care of that, man. So um, these guys working down South right now uh, in especially Texas, look what's going on in Texas with that heat wave really do need a, and I, I would say most people don't drink enough water anyhow. I know I'm guilty of that. So, um, you know, if you look at how much we're supposed to drink uh, in, just on a regular day, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Um, and then add this to how much you're sweating out there. It is very important that you do take care of yourself during this time period, so. You ever see anybody pass out heat exhaustion? Yeah, I have actually, I have, yeah. I, I worked in construction and I've seen guys drop. It was not too uncommon. Yeah, I seen that my father-in-law too. Same thing with him. So, did you go to that um, that NWFA in Palm Springs? No, I wasn't at that one. It was like twenty-something years ago. Anyways, 
hot, humid. The the golf. We went golfing. My cousin's another guy, and uh, the golf the golf course put a cooler on everybody's cart and said, hey, "Everybody drink water, especially mm. the guys from the Northeast." You know, and we're like, "Yeah, we're don't worry about it. you. Don't got to worry about us, right?" So I don't know, maybe eleventh or twelfth hole. My cousin gets up and he's standing over the ball and he, he just drops boom. Like, but it, it looked like a Chevy chase thing, right? That's what I thought he was doing. Yeah. Chevy yeah. chase, right. From Caddyshack. Well, we're all cracking up laughing. Oh my God. That is awesome. That's funny. And so we're staring at it for a while. I'm like, all right, that's good. And then finally we yeah. figured, Hey, I think he died, you know, but it was, uh, he had heat exhaustion and he just passed right out over the ball, but we thought he was just cracking jokes. You know, as you get older too, and you like, when you get heavier, it's worse. When I, um, when I, I think I was up to like 239 or 240 and uh, my heaviest and um, in the summertime, man, yeah, that, that makes it tougher too. And then um, I realized. Um, I know I got to lose weight. I, I know that. I know I got to lose weight. You don't have to. You, you don't got to remind me, though. All right. I'm working uh, on it. When I was uh, younger, you know, I was, I was, you know, I ran track in high school and I was in good shape. And after that, I was in pretty decent shape. And later in life, I was like, all right, well, I'm never going to be in that kind of shape again. So at least try to be in half ass shape, you know. And then it went to, well, just try to keep it somewhere around 200. And then, then, then now, now my goal is if I get to a certain weight, like 230, whatever, my face looks fat. So now my goal is just don't have your face look fat. I don't, everything else is gone. There you go. Then, then that's, so that's my life. That's my goal. That's my goal now. So if I just keep it under like 240, my face doesn't look as fat. So that's my, that's my keeping in shape now. So, we just removed the mirrors in our, in our house. Yeah, yeah, you don't look at the mirrors, man. You just take the mirrors. Um, That's all you do. Whose song? Uh, I never, I never look at mirror. I never go around mirrors. Um, hmm. I mean, it was a. Uh, it wasn't Merle Haggard, but it's Merle Haggard's hero that he sounds just like him. I can't remember the guy. I never go around mirrors. Uh, damn, it's gonna bug me. Anyhow, go ahead. All so, right, so but, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's give a. What do they call that? Let's get an end here. Uh, 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 Some the, things you got to have in the truck: water, Gatorade, retarder. In Boston, they call it retarder. Rest yeah. of the world, they call it retarder. I'm telling yeah. you, it's money in the bank. That little product, that little product by Bona is amazing. Retarder, yeah. and I always thought it was just for the Northeast. It's just a winter thing, but it's not. It's good to have it in yeah. the truck all year round. Uh, this queen plastic good to keep plastic it in the truck. windows yep window uh look at the coding times you know you might warn the homeowner that hey we're going to be here at six in the morning to coat this floor because this is our best chance to get it the most consistent that's uh, and also turning up the air condition before you uh right up until the time that you coat the floor get that floor as cold as you you know the room is uh as as cool as you can i don't like the word cold but cool it down as much as you can Turn down the um, the refrigerator down the refrigerator uh, while you're while you're coating. Turn the food's not going to spoil. 
you just turn it down a little bit so that air doesn't kick on. Also can kick in, kick out dust and everything too. I mean, it should back and tack under there, but, but we all know um, you might miss something. So those are some things you can do. What else, Rob? Well, you know, you mentioned air conditioning and, um, you know, I had a couple of calls over the years where they said, Rob, we stained this place on Friday, ran the air conditioners all weekend long, came back, stain was still wet. Well, the air conditioners they were running was the kind that are hanging in the windows. Yeah. Okay. Now, those are not the good ones for, for what we want to do with air conditioning and stuff, right? Um, because what those air conditioners do is they draw the air from inside of the room. You looking at me like it's another boring story, right? No, I'm, what I'm saying is I can picture a guy in the house that can't afford much and he's got them hanging in windows and, and someone needs to tell him that those aren't the good ones. <laughs> I'll take pictures <laughs> of mine. I have two. The one hanging up at four by four. I have yeah. one in the, the living room on. and one in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that are hanging on, you know, by a four by four outside in the, and, you know, nailed to the outside of the, I use the, I'm going to take a picture of my air conditioner being held up by a two by six. Yeah. I'll take a picture and send it to you. Okay. Okay. Oh my, it just drives Pauline absolutely crazy that we don't have central air. I'm like, we, we don't live in Miami. We don't need central air. Throw the air conditioners on a couple times a year. But back to what happens. So you put the stain down. The stain starts gassing off, solvents and everything, right? And that air conditioner sucks all that solvent in, spins it around, cools it off, and shoots it back out. So what's hot air do? Goes up. What's cold air do? Goes down. down. So you suck all those solvents, and what you're doing is just throwing the solvents back in the floor. It'll never dry. So yeah. evacuating, evacuating, that's what you want to do. You want to get that air out of the room, replace yep, it with air good air. Yes. Yep. Um, I think I said this before, but I think it's been a long time ago. Um, and we'll, we'll wrap up here real quick. But um, my, um, my grandparents in Kentucky used to keep that. They never had air conditioning. I mean, and, and it was un, unbelievably hot in their house. It was impossible to sleep there. So we were going to go visit him again. And I told him, I, I, I said, I told my wife, I go, Judy, we can't stay there, man. We'll stay at a hotel. Which it was, I hated to do it because it was offensive to them. Like, how could you not come and stay here? You know, almost like you're too good. You know what I mean? Which I, it, it crushed me to, to you know, to, for them to think that. But finally I had to just tell our mammal, it's just, it's just, you guys like the house hotter than we do. It's just too hot. So we'll just, it's no big deal. It's a mile down the road, you know. So bless their heart, they went and got central air conditioning for the first time in their entire lives. Wow, just for you. Yeah, just, I mean, they've never had it before and they're, you know, and they're now they're in their 70s or whatever and they got it and I felt terrible that they did. But they said, Wayne, it's okay, we got, <laughs> we got central air conditioning. You there? Did I lose you? Yeah, no. Okay, so I said, okay, great. So we'll, we'll stay at your house instead. They may have had central air conditioning, but they didn't turn that thing up above I mean, below 80, I think. And then even at that, she has a shawl on. She's going, oh, my Lord, it's cold. Uh, uh, crying out loud. So, okay. So there's some there's some summertime tips, Rob. There's some things that people can do. Um, you want to talk about poly beads real quick? Sure. Why don't, you, why don't you touch on poly beads? 
They're very seasonal. <clears throat> very seasonal. And it's, uh, it's kind of like a perfect storm where polybeads happen when you start applying finish in February, March, and April when the floors are at their absolute most open part time, right? And then May, you know, what's the old April and May bring April showers, May flowers, right? That whole thing. Rising tide raises, raises the docks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as the floors are squeezing together in that certain time period, so it's like, End of February to beginning of June is the whole poly beat season time. It's when you're laying the finish in the first three months and the floors start squeezing back together. Personally, I never saw poly beads, you know, forever. We were coating gyms, coating all sorts of stuff. But I think 350 was one of the big culprits of when we started to see a lot of poly beads. Matter of fact, in other words, you know, I had one guy, you know, kind of getting upset with me one day and like, hey, you got a problem with poly beads, you know, call your senator. It's the feds that, that did this. Not something you should say to an angry customer. Call, yeah. I would. Call, call, call your senator. Tell him to change the rule. When you say 350, you're talking about 350 VOC. The, the 350 uh, VOC poly, right? When that first yeah. came out, that was a slow drying product. You know, it was really a slow drying product. So it would get down in the seams because the seams were wide open and you had no room for air movement down there. And then when it would start to close up, the poly beads would come out. And, you know, like it's in, in July, you never saw poly beads. There's no. probably a couple of sport guys out there want to wring my neck right now. I had poly beads in July, but it's usually, it's kind of like dandelions. You know, you don't have dandelions all year long. You only have dandelions and, uh, you know, they're gone. You know, I had them yeah. for about six weeks. It's the same thing with poly beads. That's, yeah. wow. I just invented it's, another thing, Wayne. Poly beads and dandelions, that's when you're going to see them. Good analogy. There but, you go. So, yeah. So, it's it's that, that the pressure of that wood squeezing together, squeezing that, that finish up, forming those beads. So, um, and... Um, because that finish, when it's down there, it's like gel. It's trying yeah. to dry. It's just looking for air. And a yeah. lot of times when that, when it squeezes up, it gets the air and they, you know, they go hard. But I'll tell you, I've seen poly puddles sometimes, you know, if guys are flooding that sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we've seen some real, but I think everybody's starting to learn how to get around the whole poly bead thing. Don't, flood your expansion joints, you know, be careful yeah. on how, you know, when you're coating, I mean, Some air movement. Well, I, it was another time I was like, man, every, any time you're coating, use an oil bait, use water base, use water base in that time there where, you know, you could end up with poly beads, go yeah. with some water base. That's going to help. But yeah, yep. poly beads are uh, crazy. Good deal. All right, Rob. Hey man, I appreciate it. I always like listening to your uh, your knowledge and the, the, the you know from your side of the world, especially coming from the sport business and you know the the, the challenges that they, those guys have on those big, massive, open uh, projects. So interesting it's, stuff. Uh, like uh, yeah, it's a they, it's 
the thing about the sport guys, I, my hat's off to them because um, this is the season. You know, the summer mm-hmm. is their season, and I've said this before. They're like a, a grizzly bear in the Salmon River, you know. They got yeah. an arm load, and they're trying to pick up another one, you know. Uh, I knew this one sport contractor, and I was uh, talking to his foreman one day, and he's like, I said, man, I heard your your book is filled, huh, for the season. He goes, yeah, once they fill the book, they just started another book, he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they're and, trying and to, you know, the other thing is the sport guys, they're just trying to make everybody happy. They know schools are opening, colleges are opening. Yeah. People are coming back for sports and everything. And they just, they're just going crazy trying to get everybody, all their schools open and ready to play on and everything. So, man, it's a tough business. We were coaching one gym in Michigan one time and no air conditioning in this place. You should have called um, Morgan Friedman. <laughs> It was hot. I mean, it was another hot one. You know, it was a scorcher. And I really had mentioned to the guys, I'm like, you know, nobody's tougher than than us gym guys, huh? Nobody's tougher than us. Look at us. Does no air conditioning, and we're sticking it out. Honest to God, an hour later, it was a new school. And they were laying the blacktop right behind the gym, right? It's got to be 90-plus not a cloud in the sky, pure sunshine. And there are these blacktop guys like walking and stamping and you know, like, okay, well. Maybe somebody is. Maybe there is somebody a little tougher than us right now. There's, there's always uh, there's always somebody bigger. <laughs> yeah. yep. So Rob, I appreciate you uh, dropping all the knowledge on us every week. Yeah, I learned something new from you. Um, and so everybody, uh, uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do stay tuned for another episode.